I'm Dr. Chris Meyer. This is the Negotiation Innovation Podcast. Every week, I'm going to add to your knowledge base about human interaction. We'll look at motivation, we'll look at emotion, and we'll look at decision-making, all within the context of negotiations. This is going to improve your life both organizationally and outside of the organization. Let's go. All right. The Negotiation Innovation Podcast this week is focused on being strategic. We're going to talk through some ideas about how to be strategic in your negotiation. This has come to me. This is, this is a, a thing that I think many people don't think through in their negotiation. I teach a lot of people. I teach hundreds every year in my classes. Typically, when we're not locked down in a pandemic, I do a lot of trainings. I do a lot of speaking. And the focus is always on how do we get better at negotiation, obviously. And what happens is people leave and really don't get the depth of strategic negotiation that I really want you to get to. So I'm going to spend a little bit of time this week talking about that strategic negotiation because that is a really advanced step in your negotiation. And it's one that I think... When we spend enough time on it, people do a really good job at it. But a lot of times we don't get that focus. A lot of times when we get ready for negotiation and I say, hey, you know what? Negotiation is not the interaction. That might shock you a little bit. We think about negotiation as when we sit down across the table, we're going to go back and forth. We're going to, we're going to do the give and take. We're going to we're going to make some offers. We're going to make some concessions. We're going to come to an agreement. That's the negotiation. That's not the negotiation. That's the interactive part of the negotiation. That's the interaction. And I actually, when I talk about these things, I split that out. That's interaction. Negotiation is the whole process, right? So when you think about negotiation, I want you thinking about there's Somebody that I can, through interdependence, make a gain. There's some way that I can get something that is important to me, important to my organization, important to my future. And we have this possibility for some interdependence. We can leverage that interdependence and we can gain. The whole process from thinking about it until completing it until following through on it, all of that, all of that is the negotiation. So I want you to think about the whole thing. I want you to think about the whole thing. You know, we get a lot of information about sports stars um, because they're in the news and we know a lot of the numbers and it's, it's fun to report that. So when you talk about LeBron James signing the deal that he signed with the Lakers and he went through, and you think about the negotiation where, and they talk about 
sitting with Rob Palenka, or actually his agent, I'm sure, sat with Rob Palenka, who's the president of the Lakers, and worked through the process. That's not the negotiation. The negotiation started a long time ago when LeBron's agent, LeBron, Rob Palenka, the Lakers, all the constituents, all the other players on the Lakers team, when everybody started working together, that was part of the negotiation. We can be really strategic if we embrace that the negotiation is much more than the interaction. So that means we need to prepare strategically. This is one of the important issues that we work on in classes and in training sessions. We work a lot on preparation because the typical preparation that I see for somebody who hasn't gone through the process of learning this is they'll come in with a list of facts. They'll come in with a list of facts about what's going on in the interaction. Here are the issues. The issue is LeBron is 37 years old. You know, How many more years does he have to play? What's the salary cap? That's important, but that's not strategic. It can't be just a list of facts. And it can't be focused only on positions. It can't only be focused on what's the salary number, What's the length of the contract? What's the delivery? What's the, we, we can't focus only on the positions. Instead, our strategic preparation needs to take all of that into account and it needs to have some flexibility. So if you've got your pens and your pencils out, strategic preparation is the first thing. The way that it has to look is you have to have a lot of thought about what's important to you and what's less important to you. You have to put a lot of thought into all of the issues and think through, these are issues that I'm willing to give on. These are issues that I'm not willing to give on. Now, again, that's not deep enough in the strategy. You have to have some very thoughtful ideas about how you're going to package those together. How are, you going to, how are you going to advance that offer to the other party and let them know that these are the important issues for me? It is somewhat idiosyncratic. I can't give you a, a, a quick and easy formula that says, this is how you do it for your industry because I don't know what all of your industries are. I don't know what the important aspects in your negotiations, but you know those. So they need to be flexible. You need to have a lot of thought about where you're going to give concessions, where you don't want to give concessions. If you do have to give the concessions in those areas that you don't want to give, you have to have some idea about contingencies that you can make. I will give you issue A, If, in return, we do this, I will give you issue A. If, in return, you give me B and C, I will give you issue A at 100% of what you want if you give me 100% of what I want on issue B, or if you give me 70% of what I want on issue B, 
and 70% of what I want on issue C. We have to have those contingencies planned out. We have to know what we're going to ask for. We have to be ready. That's strategic planning. That's strategic preparation. You have to be ready with multiple offers, multiple ways to achieve your goal, multiple paths so that when one is blocked, you can move immediately to another one. That is strategic preparation. Not a list, not some vague idea about what you want, but some very clear, well-thought-out paths that achieve your goal. Next issue. You have to communicate strategically. Not just in the interaction, before the interaction, after the interaction, during the interaction. Communication is a very important aspect and very often negotiators don't think about how they're going to communicate before they walk in the room. They list the issues, they walk in, and they just start talking. Some people can pull it off, but I will tell you, if you've prepared strategically, you will always do better than people that are winging it. You will do better because you're thoughtful, because you've thought about it, because you put the effort into it ahead of time. So you have to know what information you will share. If you know the information that you're going to share, you should be willing to share that. There's a lot of information in negotiations that there's no reason to hold it back. But sometimes people hold it back because they think, well, I need to hold this back. This information is power. Information asymmetry makes people uncomfortable. If I'm, if I'm convinced that you have more information about something than me, I'm probably going to walk out of that negotiation not feeling good. I want you to share that information with me. Additionally, I want to share information with you because I don't want you to walk out of the negotiation feeling uncomfortable, feeling suspicious about what happened here, feeling that maybe I use that information that I have to take advantage of you. We don't want that to happen. So we want to share information, but you want to know what you're going to share. You want to think about how you're going to share that, how you're going to communicate it. And then here's the next most important thing. How are you going to respond when you're asked about something that you don't want to share? When I was in sales, I got asked a lot about what my costs were. I had a lot of big powerful customers. I worked with the auto companies in Detroit. I worked with government. I worked with a lot of people that wanted to have that information. What's your cost? How much margin are you making on this product? Come on, Chris, you can tell us. You can tell us. What are you making? We know you're making money on this. We want to know how much are you making? Because they want to know how much I'm making. They want to know, uh, is this a reasonable deal? Am I making more 
especially when the government found out that auto companies were also buying the products. They wanted to make sure, the government wanted to make sure they were getting the better price than the large auto companies because auto companies, they're big, man. They buy a lot of stuff, so they typically get a good price, um, especially in Detroit in the 90s. So when asked that, if you're not prepared, if you're not ready with an answer to that question and you sound like you're making it up, even if you're telling the truth, it sounds like a lie. When we don't know what we're going to say and we just start making it up, it doesn't sound good. It sounds like a lie. It sounds, it sounds like we're trying to hide something, which we are. We've got to be ready. We've got to know. So when somebody says, hey, what's your cost structure on this? Hey, you know what? Some of the information that I have is proprietary. I, I can't give you my cost structure. I'm not going to give you my cost structure. You wouldn't give me what your budget is. You wouldn't give me, you know, or whatever the right response is. I'm not going to ask you about proprietary information. And I'm not going to share with you my proprietary information. I think there's some things that we just don't need to know from each other. But we need to know that ahead of time. We need to be prepared for what the right answer is for your own idiosyncratic industry, for your own idiosyncratic relationships. Because some people, you're going to have a different answer than others. So be ready. Make sure you know. Make sure you've got something that you can say so that it doesn't sound like you're lying, so that it doesn't sound like you're full of nonsense. Because when you're caught on the spot, that's, and that's what people are trying to do, a lot of times when they ask you these questions that they know they shouldn't be asking you, they're trying to catch you off guard. Because maybe if they catch you off guard, you'll tip your hand, you'll give up some of that information asymmetry. Be ready. Be ready for it. And have some awareness of how your answer is affecting. Is it building trust or is it creating suspicion? How can you answer in a way that does build trust and doesn't move us towards suspicion? All right. Last idea for strategic negotiation, at least for this particular podcast. You got to have a strategic process. I teach a lot of I teach a lot of people that negotiate a lot, whether they're salespeople or attorneys or they're um, executives in companies. I teach a lot of people that have a lot of negotiation experience, but haven't really gone through negotiation training. And so when they go into it, they feel out the process. It's the same as the preparation, right? You go in with some preparation, but it's not strategic preparation. You go in with some idea of what you're going to communicate, but it's not strategic. And you go in with some idea of how the process is going to go. But a lot of times it's, let's sit down. Hey, how are you? How's the weather? How are your kids? You know, it's stuff like that. And then it's, kind of an awkward transition into here's my offer. 
I think this is the most overlooked part of negotiation. I think this is one of the ways that you can set yourself apart, make yourself a much better negotiator just by planning for the process. Plan for how you're going to how you're going to build that trust. Plan for how you're going to build rapport. Plan for how you're going to share information, share interests. And then plan for how you're going to ask about what they're trying to accomplish with the interdependence. Because that's the next step. I'm going to tell you why I'm here. Then I want you to tell me why you're here. And then move into an integrative problem-solving model. Not the haggling, not, you know, not positional haggling, not I'm going to give you this much, you're going to give me this much, you know, get into here's what we're trying to accomplish. Well, let's talk about ways that we can that we can maximize this. Let's talk about ways that we can get this together in a way that you benefit, in a way that I benefit. And then put some rules in place for when the negotiation's over. When are we going to be good with the deal? And when we're good with the deal, are we going to go back and look at it again? And are we going to see if we can get any better without making one of us worse, even though we've already got a deal? So there are three ways that you can make your negotiations more strategic. And if you put some effort into this, you'll have a big impact on what goes on in your interactions and the outcomes that you get. Thanks for listening to the Negotiation Innovation Podcast. I would appreciate it if you would subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so that I can reach a wider audience. You can find more information about these ideas on my website at meyernegotiation.com. Thanks. See you next time.